Hello and welcome back to the Dunks and Dimes Fantasy Hoops Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Funston, joined as always by our dunk master, uh, Eric Wong, a.k.a. Roto Evil. Um, just mentioned that you can find me at Twitter, at Brandon Funston. You can find Eric at Roto Evil. And you can also follow us at The Athletic FS. And if you'd like a subscription to The Athletic, we encourage you to go to theathletic.com backslash dunks and dimes. That gets you 40% off. Get you access to Eric's columns this week. He had uh, top waiver wire pickups and a few guys to drop. But uh, in addition to Eric's columns, you can get access to all our great NBA podcasts. We have... Uh, no dunked back to back hoops adjacent with David Aldridge and the daily ding, uh, a bunch of great team specific NBA podcasts as well. So I encourage you to go check that out. Uh, the backslash dunks and dimes. And with that out of the way, Eric, we have a, a ton to talk about. You kind of, uh, fill out our, our rundown sheet for the week. As I mentioned, you're, you're our go-to guy. So I'm just serving you up with the dimes and you're throwing them down. And, uh, as you, as you, kind of we talked about before the show there's a ton of injuries um to go through right now and you just in this past week did a bunch of waiver wire pickup suggestions and with all these injuries there's a bunch of new guys out there so we're going to go through these injuries and you're going to talk about the guys to target uh but first we got to talk about a suspension i remember when we first started this podcast one of the first podcasts we did we had to talk about a deandre ayton uh, suspension, and here we got another one. This time it's Malik Monk in Charlotte. What's going on with the Hornets right now? Right, uh, recent news out of Charlotte: Malik Monk being suspended indefinitely for violating the league's anti-drug policy. They didn't uh, provide any further details, so it's kind of cloudy there. But it doesn't sound like it was a performance-enhancing drug thing. But uh, it's just really terrible timing for Malik Monk and anyone who picked him up. He's a guy that I had kind of accumulated in lots of leagues over the past few weeks and, of course, started him in all of those leagues this week. So not getting much production from him for this week and probably going to be dropping him in all of those leagues. And uh, one guy that should help is Devontae Graham, guy who uh, got off to an awesome start and kind of maybe – Started to hit that wall, not used to playing so many minutes, and uh, Malik Monk was taking him some some of those shot attempts away as well. So this should help him get back on track. But uh, interesting player that I would be watching is rookie Cody Martin, who doesn't score a lot, but in the month of February, he's uh, in around 27 minutes per game, is averaging eight points, five and a half rebounds, nearly two and a half assists, and one steal per game. Somewhat similar to Nicholas Batum, the veteran who's fallen out of the rotation there. And uh, his twin, Caleb Martin, and fellow rookie Jalen McDaniels could also be worth watching in super deep leagues just because Charlotte doesn't have much to play for. They may as well play their young guys as much as possible the rest of the way. Yeah, Cody Martin and Caleb Martin, both six foot five, went to Nevada. Like you, you look at their, you know, you look at their player card and, uh, I mean, they are, they are identical twins. Um, but, uh, yeah, so make sure you, you target the right Cody or the right Martin in your league if you're looking for some help there. Um, all right. So that's the suspension. Let's dive into some injuries. Let's start with Kelly Oubre in, in Phoenix. You think, uh, he might be out for the year with a torn meniscus in his right knee. Yeah, major blow to uh, Kelly Oubre was having an awesome breakout season. I really like his uh, his his talent, his two way abilities, both sides of the ball, and uh, 
that kind of kills any chance of outside chance Phoenix had of making the playoffs. But uh, you'll want to look to replace Ubre. Sounds like he's done for the year. This is a big boost for Michael Bridges. Played 38 minutes on Wednesday, so he's going to be playing a ton of minutes the rest of the way. Doesn't score a lot, but he can definitely rack up those steals and very strong shooting percentages this season. So I think he should be owned in all leagues, even shallow leagues, just because of how many minutes he's going to be playing now. And uh, Dario Saric was moved back into the starting lineup to replace Ubre in the last game. Don't like him too much. He's been very uh, inconsistent all season. Scored just five points on one of seven shooting on Wednesday. And I'm liking the rookie Cameron Johnson more. He played 27 minutes off the bench on Wednesday. Scored 11 points. Was three of six from three. So definitely if you're uh, needing some extra threes, he's worth a look down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I have I have Michael Bridges. And so I'm, you know, I was a big fan of him at Villanova. And I can't, I mean, he's shooting 50% from the field, 33% from beyond the arc. I don't see that where well, there's any reason with Ubre out that he can't get up into like the 12, you know, maybe even low teens, 12 to 14 points. I, I, think, I think he has it in him. I'm surprised he's been, you know, kind of a, not that great of a scorer in the NBA. I think he's got upside to be that guy. Yeah, just a lot of standing in the corner for him, right? But hopefully they get him right. involved in the offense more now. Yeah, well, speaking about getting involved in the offense more, uh, that might be the case for Victor Oladipo in Indiana because Jeremy Lamb, uh, torn ACL, he's out for the year. And I have Oladipo in the league as well. I kind of picked him up early in the season and rode with him on my, on my bench. And to be honest, through nine games for Oladipo, he hasn't even been 12 team roster worthy just based on his numbers. So with Lamb out, what are you seeing from Oladipo on that Pacers roster? Yeah, well, Depot has definitely been showing the rust, and uh, I think this will this will help him get it going. And had probably his best game since returning on Thursday, 15 points, five of nine from the field, but also liked that he got to the free throw line five times, pulled down seven rebounds in 26 minutes. Obviously, his value is a little bit capped if he's going to be playing under 30 minutes a game, which might continue for a few more weeks. But I do think he'll start to be more efficient and be a little bit uh, more aggressive and, as a result, be more valuable in fantasy leagues. And then also I think this helps both Holiday Brothers. Mentioned both of them in this week's column. Obviously with Lamb out, that gives those guys uh, more minutes in the rotation. And both Justin and Aaron have had their value at certain times this season. Not super consistent because of their inconsistent minutes but they they have value in deeper leagues as well right aaron's putting up the point guard numbers and holiday or justin is kind of the three and d guy uh so uh there you go in philadelphia also dealing with some injuries uh to the top of their roster and, and Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons. And this is interesting because Miami has been on a slide and Philly and Miami are fighting for that number four spot in the East. And uh, this is pretty bad timing for Philly as they try to, you know, jockey for position there. So uh, probably a lot of ramifications with these two guys down. It looks like, you know, um, Simmons out for at least a couple more weeks with a impingement in his lower back, a nerve impingement, uh, left shoulder strain for an, and be a little bit more kind of unclear on his injury, but what do you, what are you looking at with this roster with these two guys out? Yeah, I mean, Philly can handle one of those guys being hurt, but is, they're definitely going to be tested now that both of them are out. 
And it sounds like Simmons could be out for multiple weeks. Uh, MB, they're saying no structural damage, which is a, a good sign. He'll be reevaluated in a week. But uh, it's time for Tobias Harris to take over. He scored 31 points on 14 of 21 shooting on Thursday. And he's shown in the past that he can go on big scoring sprees. And uh, it, it'll be nice to see him. And he's a guy who could kind of carry teams for these few weeks where those guys are out. So if you have Tobias, things are definitely looking up for you. And uh, Al Horford and Josh Richardson should go back to being must-start players. They've kind of uh, – Richardson has had some injury issues and Horford has had his own struggles, was moved to the bench, and now he'll be starting at center and had a very nice game on Thursday, 15 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, 4 trays. So – He's back to being uh, the old Al Horford, putting up some really nice numbers. And uh, Shake Milton, running point guard for them in place of Simmons, has had some very nice games. The past two games averaging 19.5 points, 4 assists, 1.5 blocks, and been ridiculous uh, from deep 9 of 11 on threes. But keep in mind those games came against the Knicks and the Cavs, so... Against some tougher defenses, I think he'll struggle a bit more. But if he's shooting the ball that well and getting lots of minutes and racking up some defensive stats as well, that's really helpful. So he's worth a look in most leagues. Kyle Quinn pulled down 10 rebounds in only 14 minutes on Thursday, but you'd have to be pretty desperate for rebounds if you're trying to pick him up. And then you have the other guys filling out the rotation that are kind of uh, splitting minutes and are tough to rely on because of that, which are Glenn Robinson the third, Furkan Korkmaz, Alec Burks, Matisse Thibel are all kind of uh, hurting each other's value. Yeah, with Horford, you know, it's maybe his time where he finally makes a little bit more sense in this in this lineup. You know, it's kind of uh, it was tough kind of getting him to be in the right fit with uh, Embiid and Simmons there. But uh, as you mentioned, it's must-start time for Horford and, and Shake Milton. Is there a better is there a better basketball name than Shake? That's great. Good stuff. So, uh, all right, let's jump to Memphis. Brandon Clark uh, hurt his right quad. He sounds like he'll be out at least a couple weeks and not the best timing as Jaron Jackson Jr. was was already out. And so this is basically, I'm guessing, a missed opp- opportunity for Brandon Clark owners. Yeah, it's pretty brutal because Clark owners have been waiting for him to get those major minutes and be unleashed, and it seemed like that was going to happen when Jackson Jr. went down, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt too. And uh, we'll see... We'll see how how long it takes for those guys to get back. In the meantime, originally Gorgie Jang had stepped up, had a had a couple double doubles in a row, but then on Wednesday played just 19 minutes, 10 points, two rebounds, and then uh, they started DeAnthony Melton as the fifth starter instead, and he has more upside for sure than Gorgie Jang. He's been up and down, but he's worth a look until the Grizzlies get healthy. And Dylan Brooks kind of got back on track in terms of shot attempts, at least. <laughs> Not very efficient, but it scored 22 points on 26 shot attempts on Wednesday. And uh, with more shot attempts, uh, he should go back to having some value. And the other guy uh, I thought would be getting more minutes as a result, but has still been limited, is Kyle Anderson. 
and that's because they've been giving Josh Jackson lots of run off the bench, so those two guys are kind of limiting each other's value. All right, let's jump to Dallas. Jalen Brunson, uh, possible torn labrum in his right shoulder. Uh, how is this going to – who is this going to help in this Dallas uh, lineup? I know J.J. Barea, man, guy's 35 years old, five foot ten. He's like the most unlikely NBA player. <laughs> Let me guess that uh, – you know, somehow he, he surfaces again as he always does every season. Right. It's like, you're kind of surprised that he's still in the NBA and then you're surprised again when he's actually playing in the rotation. And he's it's crazy. He's had value, uh, at least the past few years, not so much this season. But in, in theory, this injury to Brunson would give DeLon Wright a boost. But yeah, you still have Brea there. So on Wednesday, DeLon Wright played just 20 minutes and you had Brea getting 10 minutes off the bench and Courtney Lee getting five minutes off the bench. And if, if all those minutes uh, for Brea and Lee went to right and right was playing high twenties, he'd be having some very nice value and instead uh, still inconsistent as a result of those limited minutes. But at least uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And Seth Curry have been playing really well. And I think that solidifies them a little bit more and makes them uh more more reliable starters with Brunson out. Yeah, speaking of Seth Curry, his brother uh, sounds like he's getting closer and closer to a return in Golden State. Uh, it's been a crazy year. It's been a you know constant carousel uh, in terms of that lineup, and they also have an injury to Kai Bowman who is out. So Curry may be coming back soon. Bowman out right now. What uh, what's your take on this Golden State Warriors lineup at the moment? Yeah, one reason I hadn't added Kai Bowman or Jordan Poole recently is because of Steph Curry's impending return. But with Bowman leaving last night's game, that that definitely helps out Jordan Poole. He scored 12 plus points in eight straight games. He's been a, one of the league's worst sh- worst shooters all season long, but starting to get more comfortable. Has had some nice assist games as well. And so he'll have some low in value while Bowman's out, and especially until Curry returns. I think uh, initially the word earlier this week was that Curry wanted to return, was planning to return this Sunday against the Wizards. But the last uh, update I saw was that Steve Kerr says he might need a little bit more practice time. But either way, it sounds like his return will be coming soon. I think owners do need to temper their expectations a little bit. He's not going to be just jump in and play playing 35 minutes a game like obviously he's done in the past, but the Warriors will still be careful with him. Don't want to push him too much uh, since he's been out so long. Yeah, but how little would Curry have to play for you not to want to have him in your lineup, right? Like, <laughs> even if he's getting 22 minutes, yeah. I think I'd figure out a way to get Curry in my lineup. He, uh, he could produce well, in one quarter. Have... So. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We've seen that plenty, uh, no doubt. And so it's just going to be good to have him back. It sounds like, as you mentioned, could be very soon. Probably by the time we talk next week, uh, hopefully we'll be talking about Curry having made his return. So uh, before we move on, I want to take a moment to tell you more about the great things going on at The Athletic. Uh, the Athletic is home to 400 of the best sports writers out there covering every major team in every major league in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Uh, off the top, I mentioned uh, you know all the great NBA stuff that we have here, all the great NBA podcasts stuff and and the coverage there if you like other sports like me i'm a big prospect guy would be it baseball or football you know and uh the prospect world we have keith law and john sickles and they've they've come out recently this year with their top 100 prospects and i can just 
dive into that stuff and, and, you know, and dig in for days and they do a great job. And then, you know, you got the NFL combine going and looking at the, the college football prospects that'll be drafted in the NFL in a little over a couple months. And you got Dane Brugler, uh, breaking down all the guys that were watching run around in tights at the NFL combine. And I can't get enough of that either. So we got great coverage for that, but really whatever, whatever kind of sport you're into, uh, major sports, I'm a Seattle guy. So I have my daily feed set on all the Seattle content that comes out, uh, you know, coverage of the Mariners, the Seahawks, the Sounders, uh, you name it and, uh, whatever the NHL hockey team's going to be, um, whatever their name is, I'll be, that'll be part of the coverage as well. So, uh, just a lot for anybody who's a sports fan. Uh, simply put, we have the best sports newsroom on the planet. Uh, don't take my word for it though. You can see for yourself by signing up for a free trial. Head to theathletic.com backslash dunks and dives to save 40% on an annual subscription. That works out to just $3 a month for total access to some of the best sports coverage in the world. So what are you waiting for? That's theathletic.com backslash dunks and dimes to save 40%. All right, Eric, uh, continuing our journey around the, uh, the league and the walking wounded, uh, it's time to check in on Damian Lillard and Kemba Walker, a couple, uh, name brand, big name, uh, guards that are dealing with some injuries. Where are we at with uh, Damon Lillard and Kemba Walker? When do we expect to see them back on the hardwood? Right. So I think uh, it's positive for Lillard owners that he's traveling with the team on their current road trip. Still not ready to play, but sounds like he might be able to play next week. So you want to get him back into your lineups. And then Danny Ainge gave an update about Kemba Walker on Thursday. He said they're taking it day by day. Uh, we feel like we need Kemba to be his best self, and right now we don't think that he can sustain what he wants to do, but we are confident that his knee is going to be fine and that he'll be ready to go at some point in the near future. So that sounds uh, a little bit more iffy for as far as playing him next week, but I would think maybe the week after that you'll be able to get Kemba back into your lineup, and I think it's more of a sign of the ca- the Celtics being cautious with Kemba, making sure he'll he'll be 100% when the playoffs roll around. Yeah, they got Celtics are third in the East. They're about five games up on Miami, so they're comfortable there. But they're not, uh, it looks like they're just a game back of Toronto. So Kemba would help them, certainly, if they want to try to move up into that two position. And then Portland, uh, I think they desperately need Damian Lillard back. Uh, they're sitting at ninth in the West, one spot out of the final spot. We talked about Memphis. They're holding that eighth spot, and they're dealing with some injuries. So if they can get Lillard back, they might be able to take advantage and get into that postseason picture. Uh, all right. In Atlanta, we're kind of seeing this guys that uh, were moved at the trade deadline, uh, dealing with injuries right away. And we're going to talk about some of them. We'll start with Dwayne Dedman, uh, former Hawk back with his team. He is out. Uh, Clint Capella, another guy they added is out. So Atlanta, a little bit, uh, barren on the, in the front court. Uh, what's, who are we going to look at here with Dedman and, and Capella dealing with injuries, Eric? Right, Deadman's going to be out at least a few games, had a procedure on his elbow, and he's a guy that, especially if you had Clint Capella, it made sense to add Deadman since he was starting in place of him. But now if you added Deadman, you probably want to look to replace him as well. And you'll want to keep an eye on the rookie Bruno Fernando, who started Wednesday's game, nearly had a double-double, 10 points, 9 rebounds, and a steal in just 22 minutes. But more so, it helps the the other guys, DeAndre Hunter, 
scored just two points on Wednesday, but played 36 minutes, pulled down 11 rebounds, and he's been playing over 35 minutes a game. And Cam Reddish is producing. We've talked about him on last week's podcast and had a strong game on Wednesday with 14 points, two triples, two steals, and a block. Uh, can definitely help out fantasy teams with those defensive stats and his threes when the three balls fallen. So I think it helps those two guys the most just in terms of how many minutes they'll continue to play. Yeah, and Reddish, we talked about last week when he gets the time, he he does get you those steals and blocks. So uh let's talk about another Dukey, former Duke player, Wendell Carter Jr. Um we haven't seen him play in a long time. It's been almost a couple months. He's been dealing with a high ankle sprain. Uh sounds like he's close to returning finally. Uh what does that mean for the roster shuffle there with that lineup and uh what can we expect from Wendell Carter? Yeah, he said there's a 80 to 90% chance he plays this Saturday. Although that that's coming from him, so who knows if that's actually going to happen, but the Bulls have been really banged up lately and need all the help they can get. And this could be huge for Carter owners who've been stashing him. And if he's available in your league, I would suggest adding him ASAP because especially with all the other guys still hurt, Markinen still out, Otto Porter still out, Chris Dunn out, uh, Chandler Hutchinson's out. With so many guys, Luke Cornett recently got hurt. With so many guys hurt, especially in their front court, Carter could put up some really, really nice numbers and help help teams down the stretch. Yeah, consider yourself lucky if he's sitting out there and you can grab him for sure. Um, all right, let's go to Detroit. Bruce Brown, uh, missed his last game with a sore knee. This is the team that jettisoned Reggie Jackson, bought out his contract, traded their big man Andre Drummond. So things are kind of a mess in Detroit right now, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, they've lost seven games in a row and it kind of feels like they're tanking, trying to get a little bit lower in the standings. And at this point, it's really hard to trust anyone on that team. The only guy that is really consistently producing is Christian Wood. And I had mentioned a few weeks ago their bad schedule anyways. So at this point, you probably just want to try to avoid any Pistons that might be sitting there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have, I'm employing Wood in a, in a fantasy league. So he's, he's been fine, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of likely. And the reason Christian Wood's been able to step up is because Andre Drummond, as I mentioned, uh, has been moved to Cleveland and he's, he missed his last game with the calf strain. Uh, and he's, as I'm talking here on a Friday, he's not expected to play tonight as well. So what does this mean for the Cavs roster? Right, it gives a big boost to Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance Jr., guys that I unfortunately dropped once they traded for Drummond. But those guys have had some very nice games recently. And it also helps that Kevin Love, Kevin Love sat out a game last week. And those both those guys, Love and Drummond, might be a little bit volatile the rest of the way. Who knows when they're going to play and when they're not going to play. So especially for Larry Nance Jr., a guy that the Cavs should be trying to develop, I really like this for him. All right, and let's uh, one more injury to note. Another big guy, Lamarcus Aldridge with uh, San Antonio, hurt his shoulder last week and missed Wednesday's game. Uh, can we expect to see him back soon? And uh, just talk about the Spurs lineup here. Right, the Spurs are saying that he should be back on Saturday or Monday at the latest, so it doesn't sound too serious and. Of course, they want him back in the rotation since they're still fighting for that playoff spot. They're currently 
three and a half games back of Memphis entering Friday's game, so they're still in the hunt, but they'll need to go on a run if they want to keep that playoff streak alive. Yeah, well, let's talk about that playoff uh, playoff streak and just fighting for a position because uh, there's a lot of teams in play for that eighth and final spot in the Western Conference, so uh, things should heat up in terms of uh, people going after that uh, here soon. What, how do you break down this Western Conference race for that final spot? Right, so the records entering Friday's games, you have Memphis, Memphis still in the eighth spot at 28-30, and 30. But they're obviously banged up like we talked about with Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark. They've lost four games in a row. Still have a lot of young guys led by John Morant. He would love to play in the postseason, but uh, not a lock by any means given their injuries. And then Portland's uh, a few games back, but they're just 3-7 and seven over their past 10 games. They're standing at 26-34. and 34. You have New Orleans at... 25 and 33, San Antonio at 24 and 33, and Sacramento still in it at 24 and 34. They're kind of like a dark horse team. They've actually played four more road games than home games thus far, so they could go on a run, but I think right now I'm liking New Orleans. They have the best uh, record over the past 10 games at 6 and 4. Obviously, Zion's giving them a huge boost, and I think that team's hungry to, to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just looking at this group. I mean, I I would feel bad if if Memphis, Portland, or any or New Orleans of, the, of those three of the five teams. Like, I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see John ja Morant uh, in the playoffs. I want to see Dame Lillard in the playoffs. I want to see Zion Williamson in the playoffs. It's and you know, basically the way it's looking, only one of those teams is going to make it. Oh yeah, only room for one of them, unless. Uh... Something were to happen to Luka Doncic and then maybe Dallas could fall out of the race, but I think they're, they're firmly in there. So only one of them can make it. And, uh, who would your pick be right now out of those teams? Well, I was just, I was just wondering, um, well, you know, you get Dame Lillard back and they were, seemed to be turning the corner and playing well, you know, when he was on his role. And if he can kind of, get back up to speed quickly. I think they'll be tough. And what's, do you know anything about Yusef uh, Nurkic as far as his rehab and like what the expectation is for him? Right. I don't think there's been a recent update and especially with Hassan Whiteside playing so well, I would think that uh, I wouldn't be expecting Nurkic to produce enough for fa- at least for fantasy leaguers. Because uh, even if he does come back, he would just be playing really limited minutes as they, kind of slowly incorporate him back but at this point I don't even know if they're really expecting him back but I think what the concern with Portland is that uh Trevor Reason and Carmelo Anthony have been playing so many minutes they're guys that are in their mid-30s and Ariza was not playing a lot at the beginning of the year and Melo wasn't even on a team at the beginning of the year and now suddenly they're playing like 36 38 minutes a game sometimes so it seems like those guys are kind of wearing down and, uh, you know, New Orleans yeah. has much more depth than the younger guys. I think they got the fresh legs right now. Yeah, I, I can see that, you know, and, you know, making the playoffs for, uh, you know, rookies like Zion and, and Ja, uh, it can be such a huge springboard for their confidence and for them just kind of like upping their game. So I, I think it'd be a little bit funner to see those guys in the playoffs, maybe than the Portland team that we've, you know, we've seen this team. And, you know, for the most part with Lillard running the show, uh, for a while now. So it'd be fun to see some of that, uh, newer blood get in there. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, 
But kind of relating to that, I'm sure, uh, you know, you got the playoffs seating in mind as you go into the weekend here. We always end this podcast by talking about what you're looking forward to watching, uh, in the NBA this weekend. So what do you got for tonight through Sunday? Yeah, tonight I'm, I'm liking this Dallas at Miami matchup cross conference matchup with teams with nearly identical records, but especially Jimmy Butler guarding Luka Doncic. That's going to be a fun battle. Tomorrow, the ABC game is uh, Houston at Boston. That should be a fun matchup. The Rockets won the last one at home, and now Boston's at home. And they're still competing, even without Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum's been on a tear. So that'll be a fun game to watch. And then on Sunday, the ESPN game, Lakers at Pelicans. We get to see LeBron versus Zion again. So that's kind of a can't-miss game right there. Yeah, the Rockets have been on a roll with a small ball, and, and Russell Westbrook's been killing it with the with the wide open lanes at the the offensive forward. So um, that'll be a fun one to watch. Jason Tatum, top ten right now in your mind? Oh, he's definitely playing like that. It's it's very impressive. Yeah. I remember talking him up uh, in my draft guide, and you know, of course, mentioning him as a breakout candidate and. Someone was asking me, like, okay, what does the breakout mean for Tatum? Like, what does that consist of? And my answer was kind of like, we don't know. That's part of what it means to be talking about guys having a breakout season is that we don't know what that next level looks like for him. And we're seeing that right now. And it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's a guy that can guard and, and play any any spot on the floor and you mentioned Kemba out you know Tatum I, I think part of that is basically you know the team when when you need to you can just put them on your back and that's what he's kind of done with Walker being out so uh, I, I would agree with you this is definitely a you know a next level breakout for for Tatum so and LeBron versus Zion on Sunday that'll be great so uh, some good stuff to watch this weekend uh, that's going to do it for us Eric it's another good week we covered a lot of the injuries and, and stuff that's going on so we'll continue to do this uh, next week throughout the rest of the regular season uh, once again thanks for, for joining us you can follow me at Brandon Funston on Twitter as a reminder you can follow Eric at Roto Evil and don't forget to go to theathlete.com backslash dunks and dimes if you want a subscription go there you get 40% off uh, you get access to all of our great podcasts and if you enjoy them uh, we always appreciate you uh, leaving us a quick rating and review whether it's on iTunes or Spotify and with that we will talk to you next week until then have a great week and we'll talk to you soon